Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. About 500 years ago, a man went into a room, a priest, a monk, and he started reading the book of Romans over and over and over and over again. And what he found in Romans was it was completely contradictory to the religion that he belonged to. And he stepped out of his room and he hung a note on the door and he said, justification by faith. And he did something also that was extremely prohibited at the time. He took the word of God and he translated it into a language that the common man could read. And that was German. And the man's name was Martin Luther. And Martin Luther, with that little note on the door, changed the world. And that Bible was put in the hands of a common man, was also translated into English. And there was a group of people that started reading it and said, wait a minute. We're not following what this book says. We've got to follow what this book says. You know what? They were the pilgrims. Fourteen generations ago, my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather, William Brewster, was a religious leader and preached that word. And he came to the United States, only it was America at the time, and he parked the group in Plymouth, Mayflower, the pilgrims. And you know why they came? Because they could read. Because they could read. Do you know how blessed we are that we have the book that we can read it? Do you know how blessed you are that you have the Word of God available to you readily? Now, I'm going to ask you, do you have the courage to read it? Do you have the courage to read it like they did? You know, some of them read it and they ended up dead. They were killed for reading it. Do you have the courage to read what's in this book? I'm going to read some things to you today that might just shake you up a little bit. So, Buckle your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. I want you to go with me to John 3. I've read this over and over again. Yes, I love it. I preach the gospel. No other message. I preach the gospel. Now, this is a marvelous, marvelous statement, a marvelous chapter. And we don't realize how important this chapter is. I'm going to begin in verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees, a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus a ruler of the Jews. You know, Paul said in Acts that the Pharisees were the strictest sect of their law, the straightest, the most straightest. Pharisees, serious people about the law. Nicodemus was a ruler of those Pharisees. So Nicodemus was a man that followed the law. Uh, The sect of the Pharisees, strict, a strict follower of the law. And what does this strict follower of the law do? He goes and sees Jesus. He goes and sees Jesus. There is a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God because no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Think about that for a second. Nicodemus, a Pharisee, a Pharisee following the law strictly, strictly. According to the law, this man had it made. 
What does this Nicodemus do? He goes by night and sees Jesus. He goes to Jesus. This man that was heavy into the law, strict in the law, followed the Ten Commandments, followed all the ordinances. By night, he goes and sees Jesus. Why is he going to see Jesus? Because he realizes Jesus can do something he cannot do. He realizes this Pharisee, this follower of the law, realizes Jesus can do something he cannot do. Do you realize how important this meeting is? This is the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, the law, the Ten Commandments, and Jesus. Two different people. And the Pharisee wants to know about Jesus, how he can do the things he can't do. And this is what Jesus tells him. Verse 2, the same came by Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus answered him and said, Jesus is talking to a ruler of the Jews, a Pharisee, a man strict in the law. And what does Jesus tell him? You're doing a good job following that law. Is that what Jesus said? Look at your Bible. What does Jesus tell him? Oh, you're doing a good job following that law, Nicodemus. He doesn't say that at all. He doesn't even talk about the law. What does Jesus say? He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, Nicodemus, you ruler of the Jews, you that follow the Ten Commandments, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. What was the Pharisee looking for? The miracles that Jesus did. What were the miracles that Jesus did? The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God comes with power. He was doing the kingdom of God. Jesus walking in the kingdom. Miracles, signs, wonders, healings. Nicodemus sees he doesn't have that. So what does Jesus tell him? You must be born again or you can't even see the kingdom. He says that to a man following the Ten Commandments. Do you see that? Do you see that? Jesus tells a man that walks in the Ten Commandments, you must be born again. Do you hear that? Are you following the Ten Commandments? What does Jesus say to you? You must be born again. You must be born again. Not the Ten Commandments. You must be born again. That's what Jesus tells Nicodemus. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? How can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you, Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you must be born again. You cannot see the kingdom. You cannot see the miracles. You cannot have God leading you unless you are born again. And you know what this says right here? The Ten Commandments isn't going to get it for you. The Ten Commandments is not going to get it for you. Turn with me to Hebrews 7. This is a marvelous scripture. I want you to go to verse 11, and I want you to look at it. Do you have the courage? Do you have the courage to look at the Word of God and not what your Sunday school teacher says? 
Do you have the courage to look at the word of God that was given to us 500 years ago in a language we can read? By God. Who sent Luther into that room? God did. He said, it's time. It's time that we read. Now, can you read? Can you read? You know, I used to be a reading teacher, a reading specialist. Can you read? Can you read simple words on a page and believe them? Verse 11. If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law. So if the law made you perfect is what it's saying. Does the Ten Commandments make you perfect? Let's read. If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise? Another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek, uh, out of the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron. It says, for the priesthood being changed. Do you see that? The priesthood being changed. Are you following Aaron and the law? Who's your priest? You've got to make a decision. You know what's interesting? In the Old and New Testament, you can't walk in the middle. Who is your priest? Is Aaron your priest or is Jesus your priest? You know, if Jesus is your priest, you can't follow the law. Let's read on. It says, If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? For the priesthood being changed. The priesthood was changed. Do you hear that? There was a necessary. It, there is made of necessity a change of the law also. If the priesthood changed, the law had to change. Do you see that? The law had to change. The Ten Commandments had to change. And what did they change into? For he of whom these things are spoken of pertaineth to another tribe, of which no man giveth attendance at the altar. For it is evident, it is evident, our Lord Jesus sprang out of Judah. Jesus was from the tribe of Judah. He wasn't a priest under the law. Do you see that? Jesus is not a priest under the law. He can't be. Jesus is not a priest under the law. He can't be. He's from Judah. He's from Judah. Who's your priest? It says, for it is evident our Lord sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. And it is yet far more evident that after the similitude of Melchizedek there arises another priest who is made not after the, uh, after the law of a carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. For he testifieth, God testified to Jesus, thou art a priest forever, forever, out of the order of Melchizedek, not after the order of Aaron. Jesus cannot be a priest of the law. He is not a Levi. He's from Judah. Jesus is from Judah. 
He said, for there is very a disannoying of the commandment going before for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. Read that again. Five, 17, for he testifieth to Jesus. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. For it is ver- for there is verily a disannulling of the commandment, the law, going before for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. The law was weak and it was unprofitable. Who is your priest? Who is your priest? It says here the law was weak and unprofitable. Look at the next verse. For the law made nothing perfect. Can you read that? You that follow the Ten Commandments, you that say you believe the Word of God, can you read? Can you read simple fifth grade words? Verse 19, for the law made nothing perfect. But the bringing in of a better hope did. Did. The bringing in of a better hope did by which we draw nigh unto God. And as much as not without an oath, Jesus was made priest, a priest. For those priests were made without an oath. But he that said unto him, The Lord swore and will not repent to Jesus. Thou art a priest forever. Jesus is a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. But so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament, a better one, a better testament. Not the Old Testament, the New Testament, a better testament. Do you hear that? A better testament. The New Testament, the New Covenant is better better. Why do you want to be under the Ten Commandments when you can be under something that is so much better? So much better. It says, and they, um, 23, and they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But this man, because he continueth forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, This priest, Jesus, is Jesus your priest? It says, wherefore he is also able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, because he ever liveth to make intercession for him. Who is your priest? Who is your priest? Jesus cannot be a priest of the law. He is not a Levi. He is from Judah. He is from Judah. God made him a priest as Melchizedek, an unchangeable priesthood. Turn with me to Galatians 2, verse 16. It says, knowing this, and this is Paul preaching to the Galatians. The Galatians were Gentiles. They were not Jews. He preached the gospel to to Galatia, preached them the gospel. They were doing just great in the gospel. And then you know what they started doing? They started following the law. And they got themselves in a mess. So Paul had to straighten them out. And what's he do? Chapter 2, verse 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law. Knowing a man is not 
justified by the works of the law. Can you read that? Knowing a man is not justified by the works of the law. Thou shalt not, will not justify you. It will not take your sins away. It will not take the thing out of you that wants to commit the sin. It will not justify you. What justifies you? Continue reading. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but, but, I know I got some kids that love when I say that word, but, do you see how it splits the two apart? But, by the faith of Jesus Christ, by the faith of Jesus Christ, how are you justified? How are your sins taken away? How is that thing in you? How are you delivered from the things in you that make you sin? By faith in Jesus. By faith in Jesus. By faith in the gospel. By the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. You cannot walk in the Ten Commandments and be justified. What do you do? You have faith in the gospel. You walk in the gospel. You walk in the gospel. I hear some of you right now, and you're screaming, Matthew. Turn with me to Matthew 5. Verse 18, Jesus says, For verily I say unto you, until heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the wall till all be fulfilled. That verse is in there. Absolutely. For verily I say unto you, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law until all is fulfilled. Turn with me to Romans 8, verse 4. For Christ, for Jesus, for Christ is the end of the law. For righteousness to who? To everyone that believes. Christ is the end of the law. If you look that up in NIV, it says culmination of the law, the fulfillment of the law. The law was fulfilled in Jesus. Jesus said not one totter, tot Jot or tittle will fail until it's all fulfilled. Romans says, for Christ is the fulfillment of the law. Jesus fulfilled it. How do we fulfill it? We walk in Jesus. We walk in the gospel. The condemnation won't be there when you walk in the gospel. You don't, you, I can hear you now. You're saying, what? We're not, we're, we're not supposed to follow the Ten Commandments? We're, not, we're supposed to lie? We're going to cheat? We're going we're gonna to commit adultery? Oops, sorry. Turn with me to Romans 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's what the gospel brought us. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You know, when you walk in the Spirit, you won't sin. Do you know when you walk in that gospel, you won't sin? Do you know when you walk in the faith of the blood of Jesus, you can't sin? You can't. 
you'll start to move and that Holy Spirit will go, go over here. That Holy Spirit is your guide. It'll keep you from sinning. It'll, it'll wash you in the blood. It'll walk you through the word. It'll fill you with the word. And you know what that gospel does? It'll make you perfect. When you are walking in the spirit, you cannot sin. It won't be in you. You've been baptized in water. That part of you that wants to sin was put to death. It was put to death. You don't follow the Ten Commandments. Who's your priest? Who is your priest? Jesus is the end of the Ten Commandments for you that believe. That believe. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. And when you walk in Jesus and you walk in that Holy Ghost, you will fulfill the law and you will be justified and you will be redeemed from the things that make you want to do those things, that sin. You will be redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Jesus is your priest and he lives forever to intercede for you so that you don't sin. Do you see the difference? Do you see you are not to walk in the Ten Commandments? You are to walk in the Spirit of God. And Jesus said that to Nicodemus. Nicodemus walked in the Ten Commandments. And what did Jesus say to Nicodemus? Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be born again. Who was the, who was the man that brought in the uh, the, the new covenant, Jesus did. And how did he bring in the new, cut the new covenant? By a better sacrifice. And what was that sacrifice? It was his own body. Jesus brought in the New Testament by a sacrifice. And that sacrifice was his own body. And that body of his bore your sin. And he bore your pain, and he bore your sickness, and he bore your peace, and he bore your poverty, and he paid for your sin for the Father to bring you back to him so that you could have a new high priest, one that would make you perfect, one that would walk with you and lead you and bring you into the land, the land of prosperity, the land of justification, the land of no sickness, the land of walking with God and talking with God. That's what Jesus brought in. Now, who is your priest? You want Jesus to be your priest? Then you must be born again. You lay down the law and you pick up Jesus. And how do you do that? Turn with me to Romans 10. Verse 9, it said that thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Jesus be Lord. Jesus, you're my priest. If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be born again. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. 
Until next time, God bless. Thank you.